This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs on Sports Radio 810 WHB. What I've done is help athletes be the best they can be. We work on giving you that winning edge, that mental edge that will help you realize your potential. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for over 30 years as a sports psychologist. This is the first time I've ever listened to it. I'm on my way to church, and I said, i got to pull over and talk. Right now is your chance to call Dr. Jacobs for free help with any sports-related problem. It's a wonderful form, and I, I, it must be a radio for me every time I, I'm in the camp city. And this show is about you. It's about having fun, working hard, building self-confidence, having the right attitude, being a good teammate, being a good parent, and being a good coach. Now, here's the sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everyone. I am sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Welcome to our show here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. As you know, I am here every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m. Ready to talk with you about the mental side of sports. We delve into issues on this show every week about your mindset, about your attitude, about your focus, about your demeanor. We talk about sportsmanship. We talk about how to get mentally prepared to play. How do you get yourself into a successful situation? What do you do when you fail? What do you do when you lose? How do you handle those situations? I'd like to take your calls and get into discussions with you on this each and every Sunday morning. And you know, I've been in practice for 36 years as a sports psychologist here in the Kansas City area. Been on the radio for 26 years, the last 16 here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. I thoroughly enjoy doing this show every week with you and getting into discussions with you about mindsets. I've had the privilege of working with the Royals, with KU, with the Olympic team, with athletes at all levels. And professional, amateur, youth, high school, collegiate, doesn't matter. I see uh, athletes in my office all the time. And as you know, if you listen to the show, co-authored a book last year with Jeff Montgomery and Pete Malone, the Olympic swim coach, called Just Let Them Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes Through Youth Sports. And in our book, we talk a great deal about youth sports, how to make it fun. It's called Just Let Them Play because the issue is about playing. But one of the issues that seems to continue to get worse is the pressure to start your child in a youth sports activity and sign them up for a league. And it's becoming more and more of an issue, in my opinion, and it's what I want to delve into today. I've shared many times about my sons on the show. Jonathan is 27 and Gregory is 26. Uh, The day before Jonathan started kindergarten, now once again I said he's 27 years old now, so we're talking about, about, what, 22 years ago or so. The day before kindergarten started, he went to Leawood Elementary School out in Leawood, Kansas, through the Blue Valley School District. I got a phone call from a parent who got our name off the uh, door of the classroom. He found the names of all the kids and looked up the parents' names. And this gentleman calls me and says he's starting a kindergarten soccer team. I said, that's great. And he said, well, we're, we're trying to get the kids in the, in the class signed up. We want to see if your son would be interested in playing. And Jonathan loved playing wiffle ball with me, playing catch, shooting baskets. He had no interest in soccer at that time. And I told this uh, individual, I said, sir, thank you, but, you know, we're not interested right now. 
You know, my son is more interested in, in basketball and you know hitting a bit, you know, wiffle ball and playing catch. So, Soccer is not something he's into now. And so he says to me, well, you don't seem to understand, sir. He's going to fall behind everybody else if you don't sign him up. And I said, I don't, I don't really think that's going to happen. He goes, well, obviously you don't know much about sports. And I said, thank you for your call. We won't be on your team and goodbye. I didn't want to get into him, into it with him about what I did for a living because he obviously thought he knew, knew a lot. Well, my son Jonathan ended up playing soccer, ended up playing in the high school. He stopped after his sophomore year because he wanted to focus on basketball, which he still plays, as well as a bunch of other sports. That conversation has stayed in my head forever. And that was 20-something years ago. But what I'm seeing now is we are putting more and more pressure on young kids to start not just to learn sports and how to play, but to be on an organized team at a young young age. And what I am seeing now are younger and younger kids coming into my office. I have been practicing for 36 years here. It's a long time. 36 years. And now I'm getting 8, 9, 10-year-olds in my office who are burned out, who don't want to play anymore. That's sickness. Why would an eight-year-old want to stop playing a sport because he's been playing it too long? I've had a young man in my office the last couple weeks who's eight who doesn't want to play soccer anymore because he's on a team where he's getting verbally abused by his teammates. His father wants him to stay on the team because it's a good team, but there's another team where the kids that he's playing against or playing with aren't abusive and it's more fun and i've told him you need you need to let your son play on the 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 other lesser team so to speak but doc he, you know he needs to get better i said he's eight he's eight years old it doesn't matter if the team is a elite level team or a premier team we are putting so much pressure now to start kids at such young ages in an organized sports league it's ridiculous and you know what's happening? Kids are walking away now because of injuries due to overuse. In a recent story, it found that 3.5 million kids under the age of 14 need treatment for sports injuries from overuse. And I've talked to many of the sports medicine physicians in town. I know a lot of them with the, the teams since I get referrals from a bunch of them. And I will tell you right now, we, we are pushing our kids to hate sports before they're 10. And the problem is parents, the problem are the adults, and the problem is the pressures that we're putting on these kids to have to play and to be good and to win. So I want to open up our phone lines. We already have Crush on the line. I'm going to get to you, Crush, in a second. Our number is 913-3810-810. I want to hear from you if your son or daughter has played sports. I want to find out what age they started, and I want to find out from you, I want to hear from you, if your son or daughter has wanted to, qu has wanted to quit before age 10, before age 11. They didn't want to do it anymore. 913-3810-810. I want to find out if you're a parent, what age do you think is the best age to sign your child up on a team, in an organized team? 913-3810-810 is the number. 
All right, Crush, my friend. Thanks for calling in. How are you today? Uh, th- thank you for what you do, buddy. Well, um, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You know, it, it, I'm on early on Sunday. This show, it's, it's my shows are podcasted on WHB and on my website. Yes, sir. And I'm a little bit biased, but I think a lot of people need to listen to this stuff. They, they do. This is real. I mean, um, you probably jump around a little bit, but uh, overuse injuries are real. Burnout is real. Um, you know, I set a goal. Uh, my son is nine. Um, I mean, we're talking about kids. You know, so I'm talking about my kids. I set a goal a long time ago with him that when he leaves high school, I want him to be mentally and physically healthy. And let me let me let me just stop. That is a great goal to have. Because you said mentally and physically healthy. That's right. And, and you know, but I mean, if that was not the case, then what's all this for? That, see, that, that's what I don't get. If, if that's not what the end result is going to be, then what's all this for? I mean, do you remember stuff that you did at 6 and 7 and 8? No. No, you don't. You know, I mean, who remembers that? I mean, I remember images, like visions and stuff, but I can't. Now, once I got into junior high, I can tell you scores from, like, junior high and high school and plays and what happened and, you know, but, you know, I, I, I really just want him to be mentally and physically healthy. I don't know what he's going to want to do, but if he's not mentally and physically healthy, then I'm guilty. Well, Crush, you know, let me let me let, let me tell you something. You you have the right perspective. You ask you ask me if I remember what I was doing on six or seven. I do remember. My friends will tell you my memory is pretty good. I grew up in Millhaven between uh, Shawnee Mission Parkway and Sixty Seventh Street and and uh, Nall and Lamar. And the whole neighborhood wasn't built then. There's a creek there, and my friends and I in the summer would ride our bikes over to this creek and catch crawdads and tadpoles. We'd play wiffle ball. We'd climb in trees. There were houses being built. We used to play in the in the dirt. Okay, I remember all these things. You know, it was we played. Now we have safety issues in our society today that are more prominent, and and, and they're they're more aware. We're more aware of these things now than before, True. which which prevent us from letting our kids go out and play and run down the street. You know, my mom would say, "Come back and you know for lunch." And I'd come back for lunch. She didn't, she didn't worry about me because I was with two or three of my friends. We were all hanging out. You don't see that anymore. Absolutely. I, I could go as far as where I could still hear the bell that would ring when my mother would step out on the front porch and ring a bell. I, I had to be in, in distance of that because when I, I mean, I'd be in the middle of playing kickball or something. I'd hear that bell. I'd just bolt. So, yeah. let, me ask, so let me ask you then. Your, your son's nine. Yeah. What age did he start playing sports? Well, I mean, he uh, right now he plays uh, tournament baseball, basketball, and he's in Boy Scouts, and we're, we're involved in church. Um, so he, he did start playing at a young age, but I would limit it. And, and here's here's a story I, I have for you. is uh, When my son was six, this mirrors something that, that you just talked about, uh, about kindergarten. When my son was six, I had a uh, high school friend that told me that he was going to get behind and uh, tried to talk me into to doing more than what I wanted to do. And uh, 
I remember telling him, well, when he stops shooting for 10 zombies, I'll get back with you, okay? And the, the problem with this situation, though, the fellow that told me that um, my kid was going to get behind, he didn't play sports. Well, then how would he know? All I remember him doing is stealing hubcaps in the neighborhood. Wow. And what's interesting about this is that here's this guy that didn't even play sports that's going to tell me, who is still involved with sports, okay, what's best for my kid. And, you know, it wasn't malicious. I mean, this really is what he thought was the best thing to do. But I, I've reached a point where I don't think that parents are being malicious. I think they really think this is what they're supposed to do, Doc. Let me ask this, like, que- let me ask this question. You said he's playing tournament baseball and basketball. If he comes to you one day and says, Dad, I don't want to play anymore, what are you going to do? I'm okay with that. I mean, I, I've prepared myself. I made him left-handed uh, because it was like a gift. I don't know whether he's going to end up liking baseball, what he's going to want to do. I just figured, hey, man, I mean, you know, if you end up liking it, here's a nice little gift for you. I, I, I mean, he eats left, writes left. I mean, he's the only left-hander in my family. And I had a friend of mine that told me that I wasn't going to be able to do that, so I kind of took it as a challenge and made him left-handed. Uh, you know, I, I really tried to make it seem like family and school is the most important thing and who he is as an individual. Um, well, I think you're doing the, I think you're doing thing, the right thing. But let, me, let, me, let me ask this question. Is he having fun? Absolutely. Okay, and then, then you're doing the right thing. As long as I, he's having fun and you're not, excuse me, but, but you're not overloading him, you're not having him play three sports at once, which some people are doing, He's doing different sports, and that's good. And he's in scouts, which is great. So, yeah, a couple of years ago, we uh, we were on an ultra-competitive baseball team, like what they call a major team or whatever, you know? When he was seven? Yeah. Why? And it was too much. Why? Man. I mean, because he, he made the team, Doc. I mean, you know, I mean, he made the team. He was obviously good enough to make the team, and I, so I just rolled with it. We played 25 games just in the fall. Well, see, okay. see what, but see, here's my question though: Why, why do, is there an ultra competitive team at seven? No, you're right. I mean, so, what, what? No, but, but why? No, you're 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 right, bud. I mean, and then the, well, wait, 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 but, but why? Why? No, but, but here's my question, Crush: Why is there an ultra competitive team at seven? Why does there need to be one at money. seven? Right, money. money. You hit it on the head. It's about money. Youth sports has turned to the worse because everyone is out there to not everyone but a lot of people are out there to make money on it okay and there's somebody organizing a league you know a couple months ago i did a show about a, a baseball coach in texas who has a yeah, 10 and under heard, heard 10 and under team but it's a traveling team and this is the beginning of june they paid 96 games he flies kids in from all over the country to be on his team at 10 and under why okay egos Egos and money. He's making money. Yeah, One of the dads in the story had spent like 30 grand. To, people like to go to work on Monday morning and talk about how awesome their weekend was. Well, here's the deal, and I'm going to let you go. I, I appreciate right, you. Hold on. Hold on. Every, every week, well, Crush is gone. Okay, here, here, here's the thing. Youth, sport, youth sports is awesome. It teaches kids so much. But do we have to be so competitive and focus on winning at six and seven years of age? 
He Crush just said his son was seven on an ultra competitive baseball team. Why? Why does there need to be that? All right, our phone number is nine one three three eight ten eight ten. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Let's get some calls in here. I want to find out from you. That was a great conversation with Crush. He calls up quite a bit. Sounds like a great guy. Never met him. But I want to hear from you. If you're a parent, what age did you start your child in youth sports? And when did, when did they get on a competitive team or a traveling team or an elite team? And do you think you started that at too young of an age? What age did your child want to quit? 913-3810-810 is our number. If you are a coach, what age should winning start to play a role in your opinion? If you think it's four or five, let me know because I'll challenge you on it. I want to hear from you. 913-3810-810. If you're a parent, if you're a coach, we're talking about the world of youth sports and what's wrong with it. I want to hear, we're going to talk about what's great about it because there's so much great stuff, but it's ruining so many kids because we're pressuring them to start at younger and younger ages on competitive teams and the idea of play is out the window. Our number is 913-3810-810. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Give me a call and let's talk. We're on Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHP. Hello again, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m. here in Sports Radio 810 WHB. This is the Sports Psychology Hour, and we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. And I had a great call in our first segment from Crush. Calls up quite a bit. Has great comments. Today's topic is the world. I'm talking about the world of youth sports. What age did your son or daughter start playing youth sports? Our number is 913-3810-810. And what age did they say they wanted to quit? If you're a parent, I want to hear from you. Do you feel there is pressure on you as a parent to sign your kids up for a youth sports team at a young age, in kindergarten or even before kindergarten? Do you feel that pressure from other parents? Have you been asked, are you going to sign your child up? And do you think it's bad or do you think it's good? There's a lot of positive reasons to sign kids up for sports at young ages. You learn all kinds of things about fundamentals and having fun. But when the, the, the topic of winning and losing and the score and getting insulted and degraded and yelled at comes into play, that's when the problems develop. All right, we've got a wide open phone board. I want to hear from you. 913-3810-810 is the number. What age did your child start playing sports, and what age did they quit? When did they come tell you, because they, they, they will typically do, Mom, Dad, I don't want to play anymore. It's not fun. I don't like the coach. I don't like my teammates. I don't, want to, I don't, I don't, like, I don't like baseball. I don't like volleyball. I don't like softball. I don't, I don't like swimming. It's no fun. What age did they come and tell you that? And what did you do as a parent? Did you say, no, you have to continue, you have to stick with it? Or do you let them quit? 913-3810-810 is the number. If you are a coach, and I know a lot of coaches listen to this show, what age do you think coaching, winning, and losing should matter? When should it become important? When does it become an issue? 
I have young people coming into my office, as I said earlier. I've been in practice for 36 years. In the last four or five years now, I'm getting eight and nine-year-olds in my office who are stressed out. Stressed out at eight and nine from playing their sport. There's no reason for an eight or nine-year-old to be stressed out playing a sport. Because you know why? The pressure is there to win. The pressure is there to be better than other people. The idea of screwing up and losing becomes an issue. And it comes from the adults. And it causes issues and problems. All right, let's get some calls in here. As I said, Lana, I want to hear from you. If you're a parent, what age did you start your child in a youth sports activity? What age did you start your child on a team? What age did you start your child on, a, on a, an elite or traveling or premier type of team? And when did you as a parent start to say to yourself, you know what, I shouldn't have done this. This is a mistake. There's too much pressure to be better than everybody else. I think this is a topic that is worth discussing. I think it's a problem we have in our society, as I said earlier. 3.5 million kids under the age of 14 need treatment for sports injuries. And half of those sports injuries are caused by overuse. Overuse. Sports specialization is starting to become a big issue, too. We're getting kids specializing at nine years of age in basketball year-round. Baseball year-round, softball, volleyball, it doesn't matter. And you, if you want to play on the, the top teams, you have to do that because you're not going to be good enough. There are seasons and there's off-season conditioning and off-season games. You have, you know, like Crush, our caller earlier said, you know, play fall ball, play 25, his son was seven and played 25 games in fall ball at seven years of age. Why? What's the reason for that? I know a soccer player that I worked with last year who was on an academy team and they had futsal games on Monday nights at 9 and 10 o'clock that he was required to be at. He goes to a private school where they have a lot of academic demands and the coaches said, you come to the games you might play, you might not play, but if you're not here, you're going to get in trouble. You might be removed from the team, and then you won't play. He had tremendous academic pressures on him, so he ended up quitting the team. He said, I can't be at a futsal game at 9 o'clock and get home at 11.30 and have to be at school at 7 the next morning and have tests and then have the coach tell me I can't miss the practice or the games because it's more important than school. Is a ninth grader. What are the messages we are telling kids today about sports? All right, let's get some calls in here. 913-3810-810. What age did your son or daughter start playing sports? What age did they quit? I want to hear from you if you're a parent. I want to hear from you if you're a coach. What's the youngest age you'll coach kids? And is the, is the root of all evil, as, as the saying goes, money? And is that the situation with youth sports today? Has money... Is money ruining youth sports? Because let's face it, as, as, as our caller mentioned earlier, and he hit it on the head, somebody's making money on it. You've got people making trophies, 
plaques, ribbons, all those rewards that you get. You've got uniforms. You've got tournaments. There are people organizing things and getting paid, and, and good, for, good for them. But what age is too young of an age? All right, if you're a parent, I want to hear from you. 913-3810-810 is the number, as I said. If you are a coach, what age did you of kids did you start coaching? What's the youngest age you would start coaching kids? What age is too young to coach them? What age do you think is too young to start in an organized sports? It could be an individual sport or team sport. I want to hear from you. Let's get some calls in here. If you are someone who has played sports, you are an athlete, you've been an athlete, when did you start playing? What was the first, What age were you when you were on your first team? And what are the reasons when you're on these teams that you want to quit? I think a lot of it has to do with pressure to win, pressure to be better than everybody else. You know, we're in a society where all we do is compare, compare, compare all the time. You know, here, here in Kansas City, we've been very fortunate with the Royals the last few years, the way they've been playing. Having been their team psychologist in the past for many, many years, when the team wasn't very good, it's been fun to watch them win now. But, you know, that window, as many people say, is closing with the number of possible free agents we're going to have on the team this year. So, you know, if they're not any good in the future, what will people say? How important does the winning part come in? Let's face it, when Alex Gordon was stranded at third base three years ago in the World Series in the bottom of the ninth with two outs, a lot of people criticized Mike Jersley for leaving him there. Mike Jersley is a class guy. He's a quality guy. I got to know him when I worked with the Royals when he managed in Omaha. And I, as you listen to the show, you know I love Alex Gordon. I know he hasn't played well this year, but I want Alex Gordon on my team because of who he is. You won't meet a better guy, a harder worker, more dedicated guy. What age do we start kids in sports? What age is too young an age, and what age do you start playing them on a competitive team? And when did your child, when does your son or daughter say to you, Dad, I want to quit. It's not fun anymore. If you are a coach, I want to hear from you. What age is the age you would start coaching kids? When is it, are they too young? And are we ruining youth sports today by putting kids on traveling teams at age six and seven? Competitive teams? I think so. I think there's no reason for that. All right, 913-3810. is a number. Let's go to Scott. Scott, thanks for calling in. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for your call. Let's see what you have to say. Well, so I have two boys. They're one graduated from high school this year and one's a junior. And they went to, down two different paths. And I, I think it depends on the coach and the parents involved. I've got one kid that played rec sports. Uh, soccer, baseball, basketball, and football. He ended up playing football in high school, and he quit his sophomore year, uh, and he was done with it. I, I made him finish the season. He wanted to fit, quit halfway through the season. He got a concussion at practice. Um, he was a, Our school is a smaller school in Blue Valley, um, so the sophomores had to practice with the seniors, and the seniors were teeing off on these sophomores, and he ended up getting a concussion at practice. So he finished that year out, and he didn't play sports again. He did a little indoor sports with some indoor soccer with some uh, friends just for fun. There was no coach. 
My other son is a junior. Excuse, excuse me. Now, did, did he have? Where did he have more fun? Oh, he had fun playing with his friends. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and you know, growing up, this this child playing rec soccer and rec basketball, they had a dad that was a coach, and the dad was all about the kids having fun and an experience. It wasn't about winning or losing. It was about the kids learning and having fun, and and they had a lot of fun. he had a lot of fun. He didn't have fun in the high school arena because it was too competitive, and that's not what he was looking for. Okay. So what about your other son? My other son is a junior. Uh, last year as a sophomore, he made all EKL honorable mention uh, for soccer. Uh, he, uh, his team took second in state in soccer last year. This year the team is ranked in the USA Today as number three in the country. Um, he started as a sophomore. He's played premier soccer. He's also played rec baseball, rec basketball, um, and he's played high school basketball as well. I think that if you're a parent and you're getting your kids involved with premier sports, um, he started as an he, – he played rec, and we were good with rec, and then they came and recruited him for premier. He went to premier as a second grader at eight. They played a year up every year until probably the last couple years, two years ago. And if you're a parent and you're putting your kid in a premier – academy scenario you've got to understand that those coaches are paid to win and you're paying those coaches to teach your kids skills that are advanced skills more than what a, a coach dad can teach and, and you said he started at age seven eight eight age eight yes in, in the premiere you know both my boys started uh rec sports in kindergarten that's typically when the flyers come around school and kids start playing you know an organized rec sport so, you know, I, I you know, in, in I can see how kids get burned out in premier in premier sports. Do you think? A lot of these, do you, excuse me. Do you think, even though he's still playing, do you think maybe he should have waited a little longer to play on a premier team, or you you're not upset about the fact that he did? I'm not upset at all. This is a kid that would go out in the yard for two hours every day and kick the soccer ball, even if he was by himself. This is a kid in the summer. They go to their summer workouts. And then he'll, he and a friend or a couple friends will go up to the school at 3 in the afternoon and shoot the ball some more. So this is a kid that's passionate about the sport. Now, if he wasn't passionate about the sport, I think you have to step back and have some conversation with, with, with the child and say, hey, I don't see you as passionate about this as you were once before what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I think as, as a parent, we have to understand our kids. And, and a lot of parents, I, I've seen this, a lot of parents, their kids are in premiere and it's, Sometimes I don't think it's about the kids. I think it's about the status for the parent. And if it's about the status for the parent, then those are the wrong motivations to have a kid playing academy soccer. Well, obviously, don't don't give us any names, but give give me an example, Scott, of of maybe a situation you can uh, remember or recall specifically about that. All right, you you see it all the time. You see kids not having fun, and the parents are dragging them to these games and. You're traveling, you know, we've traveled as far west to, as Las Vegas and as far east as Ohio for regional tournaments and regional games. Um, you know, we were fortunate enough to go and play some um, uh, games, uh, exhibition games in Italy uh, with our children. But, but you can see the kids that they're done, but their parents are forcing them. And usually those parents are the loudest parents on the sidelines. 
when something's not right or they fear some, something's unjust or a call's not made correct by the ref, those are the loudest parents. Um, and how did you handle being around those people? You know, when you're in that situation, you actually become, you, you know, you you become friends and a family with these people. And I think, you know, um, I think you sometimes you just learn how to tolerate it. It's you know. It's, well, but it's, you're but I'm what I'm hearing from you is, you figured out how to deal with it, but you weren't comfortable with it. Is sort of what I'm picking up. I I don't know if I was not comfortable. I would just walk down to the other end of the sideline and watch. Well, know, that's what I mean. That's myself. what I mean. You didn't want to sit next to those those people. You're right. Those people in the stands. And when my kids played everything, I saw those parents. The one they were the loudest. They were the most vocal. And their kids were the ones who felt the pressure the most. And a yeah. lot of them quit because of that. So so what's interesting, Scott, so you've got two different two sons, totally different. One's more recreational, the other's more competitive. And and the the one thing you said earlier about your your uh, recreational son, the one who quit because he was playing the freshmen or playing the seniors or playing practicing with the seniors and he got a concussion. Sophomores. Or sophomores, yeah, okay. Sophomores. Yep. Should that be going on is that healthy i you know i think part of it was this coach was on the hot seat and the following year he lost his job because they weren't winning games and he the coach was trying to win and and he wasn't taking in consideration that you have 18 year old seniors that might weigh 250 pounds going against sophomores that weigh 150 and might be five nine and um, and from a know, from a he health, was, he was, si- go, go he ahead, was putting these kids in a dangerous situation. Well, right. And did anybody say anything about that, or did he just poo-poo it and, and blow them off? You know, I it's it's interesting. I had had some conversations with the head coach, but you know, in high school, there's kind of an unwritten rule that the that the, that the athlete works with the coach, not the parent. Well, and and in our book, just let him play. We talk about when kids turn fourteen, fifteen. It's important for them to take on the responsibility and be the ones. And, and I have kids in my office all the time. I say when they're that age, I want them to talk to the coach about the issue, not the parents. But when safety becomes a priority or safety becomes an issue, then that's your job as a parent to come in. Because let's yeah. face it, a lot of kids are going to be intimidated and not be assertive enough with a coach because they don't want to come across the wrong way. I mean, I, I was uh, asked to become a part of a lawsuit a few years ago with a collegiate football player who died from second impact syndrome, which is basically getting a second concussion. And right. I read the uh, depositions of the head coach and the running back coach and depositions of many of this young man's teammates. And there was tremendous pressure on this this kid to play. And, you know, at the collegiate level, and he was not, he'd had a concussion, but he kept practicing and he wanted anybody to know because he, he wanted to be on the team. So, you know, there's pressure that a lot of kids feel all the way up to that age, and they don't say anything because they see themselves as weak if they if they speak up. Well, I have a sense that my high school son playing football was trying to not pass the concussion battery on purpose because he didn't want to play. Well, um, see, that's, so that he, brings up a whole other issue then. Yeah, so he was – now, he never said that to me. But, you know, when I'm sitting in the back of the room watching him take it, and I know he knows um, the answer or how to figure out the puzzle he's working on, but he he doesn't pass it purposely. 
um, you know, that, 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 that tells you a lot. So, you know, he finished the year out and then he, you know, I was okay with him being done because he didn't, he didn't love the game. Well, and look, and, and, and the attrition rate when kids get to high school is huge because you start to find other things that are more interesting to you or things you want to specialize in and that's fine. But you know, there's, there is this pressure with a lot of kids to play as, as I said, at younger ages, because there's that pressure that they'll fall behind everybody else if they don't, and I just don't believe in that. I mean, Lorenzo Cain is the greatest example of that here in town. He didn't start playing baseball until he was in high school. Right. And he's not too bad. Scott, thank you so much for your call, sir. Great job, and congratulations with your son. Sounds like you've done a great job with him. Appreciate the call. Appreciate it. Great show. Thank, thank you. Thank you. All right, that frees up our lines here at 913-3810-810. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Our topic this morning is this. What age did your son or daughter start playing sports? When did they want to quit? Why did they want to quit? Is there pressure today to get your kids to start playing at a really young age because, quote, you'll be told they'll fall behind? Do you feel that as a parent? Do you feel the pressure to get your child signed up because everybody else is doing it and I don't want my son or daughter to fall behind? Our number is 913-3810-810. If you are a coach, what age... Do you think kids should start playing on an organized team? What's the healthy age to start kids at an organized team? We're saying, a few a few weeks ago, I had a, a gentleman call the show whose daughter was four and playing on a competitive t-ball league team with five and six-year-old boys. That's to me is just ridiculous. Why? Why at four would you be playing on a competitive team? There's no reason. Why? There's no reason for that. And. There's no reason to have a competitive team at age four for anybody. All right, 913 is our number. We have a wide open phone board. I want to get some calls in here. If you're a parent, if you're a coach, what age did you start play, should your kids start playing sports? And if you're a parent, when did they tell you they wanted to quit? 913-3810-810. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and we're the leader in sports. Sports Radio 810 WHB. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. We're in the leader in sports, Sports Radio 10 WHB. I'm here every Sunday from 7 to 8. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. And I bring up topics on this show I think will be interesting for you to listen to and to get into discussions with me. And today's topic has been the issue of youth sports. What age did your son or daughter start playing sports? I want to hear from you. We have got a wide open phone board again. Our number is 913 913- Three eight ten eight ten, and what age did they want to quit? What age did you let them quit, or did you make them stick with it? There are problems with youth sports today, with the whole issue of making kids win and putting pressure on them to win at younger and younger ages, and it's causing what I'm seeing. The biggest problem is in terms of kids' confidence. Kids' self confidence in my opinion, is getting damaged tremendously by coaches who want to win and get angry when they fail, and they will ridicule or yell at kids who are younger than 11 or 12 and get mad at them for screwing up. And then their confidence gets affected in a negative way. Then they want to quit. They don't want to play anymore. Now, our third chapter in our book, Just Let Them Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes Through Youth Sports, that I wrote with Jeff Montgomery and Pete Malone, says... Embracing failure can lead to fun. 
And it's it's ironic. That chapter is bookmarked in my book at my office, and I show it to practically every new client because so many of them don't understand that it is okay to fail. It is okay to screw up. It is okay to lose because we all do. I'm not saying you like it. I'm not saying you want to, but you got to learn to deal with it. You have to learn to accept it and not be scared of it and run away from it and get yelled and screamed at because you screwed up. I have seen throughout my life so many kids yelled at for making mistakes at games. Coaches or parents would get mad at them for striking out or missing a shot or, or, or fouling somebody. It becomes such a problem. And then these kids, the confidence with these young people gets destroyed. And I'll hear parents say, yeah, hey, they got to be tough. You got to toughen them up. They got to learn how to deal with that. I don't want to wimp for a kid. I want a strong kid. They got to they be tough. Well, yes, you want your child to be tough. But you also want them to understand to not be scared to screw up. I've been lucky in 36 years working with athletes at all levels, including Olympic gold medalists, professional champions, collegiate champions, high school champions, all the way down. I've, I've worked with all levels of, of competitive athletes. And the ones that always end up succeeding understand what failure is about. And they're not scared of it, they're not afraid from it, and they don't run away from it. As we say in our book, they embrace it. They embrace it and make it something they learn from, they grow from. One of the worst things I think you could do as a coach is berate a child for striking out. Did they strike out on purpose? Probably not. Or missing a shot. You know, you'll stop and get angry because they missed the shot. Did they do it on purpose? Probably not. Or missing a block or making a mistake. Or do you take them aside and say, let's talk about what happened. Why do you think that happened? What do you do? What can you learn from that? Good coaching is about that. All right, we've got plenty of time left to get some calls. I'd like to hear from you. If you listen to the show, you know I don't like talking to myself the whole show. Our number is 913-3810810. I certainly can do that, but I'd much prefer to be in a conversation. 913-3810810 is the number. What age did your son or daughter start playing sports? And do you think you started them at too young of an age? And what age did they want to quit? And why did they want to quit? And did you let them quit? 913-3810-810 is our number. I love youth sports. I love all levels of sports. But youth sports should be about the experience and having fun, learning fundamentals and learning. You know, when I was KU sports psychologist back in the 80s, I spent a year working with, with Larry Brown, his first year at KU. And I've shared this before on the show. There's a conversation I had with him that is stuck in my head for now, what is that, 34 years ago. I remember sitting in his office and we were talking one day just about life. And he said, Andy, you know something? He said, I think all kids need to learn to play on a team sport and an individual sport. They need to be on a team sport so they learn about sharing and, and sacrificing and working together. They need to do an individual sport to work in their confidence. And you got to have them both. And I'll tell you what, he was 100% correct. All right, 913-3810-810. Let's see what Brady has to say. Brady, thanks for calling in. How are you? Brady, are you there? Hey, I'm here. There you are. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My son is uh, in the fourth grade. He'll be starting the fourth grade. He plays for a highly competitive fourth grade football team. 
they they've been known through the city for winning and things like that. So we've been going about practice for about two weeks. Every day he had a good practice. They come up to me, tell me how good everything is after practice. So then we start working on offense uh, the other day. So he he's blocking his man, and then all of a sudden. The man's turned, so he's still holding them. So it ended up being it would have been the holding call. Well, they get mad, yank him out, put him on the sideline. They put the next kid in. He doesn't make the block at all. They take him out and put my son back in. So I'm thinking like, well, just talk to him like you said instead of yanking him. And now you're killing his confidence. I wanted to say something, but I didn't want to be that parent that's, oh, you jumping, you know, are you being defensive because it's your son. All right, you've got some issues here, Brady. I think what you need to do is have a conversation with the coaches away from practice. Say, hey, can we go uh, have a cup of coffee? Can we go sit down and talk? And tell them what you think's going on. Your son's probably a little too young to talk to the coaches about this. And sit down and just, just share your opinions with them and see what they say. Yeah, because... Tell, like, tell them how your son's feeling, okay? Yeah. Okay? You need to do that. So I want you to do that this week, and then I want you to call him back next week and let me know what happens. All right, I will do that. All right, that. sir? All right. All right. Or you call my office. I'll give my office number at the end of the show. You call my office as well. I want to help you out with this. Okay. Okay. I expect Thanks. to hear back from you. All right, let's go next to Sean. This is Sean Barber, the former Chiefs player. What's going on, brother? How are you doing? Hey, man, I'm on the road on uh, I-29 in the training camp. Got a couple of youth groups up at uh, – Kids TLC and Big Brother and Big Sister both at training camp today, so I thought I'd call in. Well, thank you very much. Are you uh, putting your linebacker jersey back on? <laughs> you know what? I will have that 5'9 uh, back on today uh, just for the kids. Well, we've got about, I've got about three minutes for you, Sean. Go ahead. I appreciate you calling in. What, what would you like to share with us? Well, I mean, I have six kids of my own. Uh, my oldest kid is a now sophomore in high school. And when we talk about youth sports and, you know, like how to handle – Different, different coaching techniques and stuff. I mean, my personal um, opinion is that I've always, I've always interviewed the coaches before I even get my my son uh, on a, a youth team. And once I get to a point where I trust that coach, um, during that season, I kind of turn my son over to that coach. So I don't, I don't interject my own feelings about how that coach should coach. And then at the end of the season, I kind of review what went on with the season with my son. Let him know some of the things I thought the coach did well, some things that he, he might not have done so well. But then I have an open conversation with my son about different ways that coach could have brought out the best, the best in him in different phases throughout the season. But I really try not to interfere with coaches too much during the season because I want my, my son to realize that there, there are many ways to be developed. There's many ways for your skills to be honed. And it's not always dad knows best because I, I know I look at him through a kind of a a little bit of a bias as far as his abilities and stuff. And I just think more parents need to kind of – if a coach is going to spend his time and donate it to be a coach for youth sports, most of his volunteers non-paid, the last thing he needs is 11 or 12 different parents coming to him about playing time or coaching techniques and stuff like that. So, well, and especially – I think you're doing exactly right. <coughs> Excuse me. Especially because you're an ex-professional football player. They might be a little intimidated by you as well. Yeah, I, I, I feel that, but I always, I, I kind of, I have a meeting with the coach, and I say, "Hey, man, like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to interject. Uh, we'll have a discussion at the end of the year, and then if I bring them back a second year, that's how he knows that I really like what they're doing. 
And if not, I, I find me a new program. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking your son or your daughter to new programs, get to meet new kids, new, new uh, different types of coaching. Because, you know, when you get to high school and college, then you never know what you're going to get in those programs. You just have to have a well-rounded athlete to be able to adjust their skills to the to different coaching styles. Well, I've got to let you go here in a second because we're running out of time. I really appreciate you calling in. You're hitting it right on the head. But as, as a profesh, former professional football player, which it takes not just the physical attributes, the mental attributes to be able to survive. I think you figured it out, and you're doing. It sounds like you're doing a great job with your kids. I want to congratulate. I want to thank you for calling in and sharing that with us. I think a lot of people will take to heart what you said. No, that I'll try to call you every every Sunday morning, man. Yep. A little tidbit here and there. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Take care. All Be right, safe driving it. up there. Yes, sir. Go All right. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every Sunday from seven eight a.m. If you want to get a hold of me, there are several ways to reach me. My office number is. And Brady, I want you to call me, 816-561-5556. You can follow me on Twitter at DRJ Sports Psych, at DRJ S-P-O-R-T, P-S-Y-C-H. The shows are podcasted here on the station as well as on my website, winnersunlimited.com. You can send me an email at DRJ at winnersunlimited.com. I am taking on new clients. I give talks and speeches on this stuff all the time. Check out my book, Just Let Them Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes for Youth Sports that I wrote with Jeff Montgomery and Pete Malone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Have a great week. Talk to you next Sunday here on The Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB.